0: That's nix.com, promo code try fifteen for fifteen percent off life changing period underwear. That's KNIX.com.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. To the Moving Trivia Schmodown. The playing matches have begun. The matches to figure out who will be part of that massive 32-person tournament. It continues. The factions are a-fighting. And I am Christian Harloff, joined, as always, by my partner in crime here, Stanley Goodspeed, a.k.a. Mark, the babiest of carrots. Ellis, Mark, th- this tournament was something that we, we... Look, the singles' ultimate schmodown was the, the birth... Of the Schmodown in general, it started with a 16-person tournament. We've done eight-person tournaments. We have never done essentially with the playing matches. 30, what's it? 36, uh, 30, 38? people I don't know. There's a lot of people. I'll tell you that
2: carry the one and then seven more look here's the bottom line with this christian is that i know what you're doing right now is that i at one point in time won a tournament that was the ultimate schmodown and there was like i don't know two people in that tournament and you keep increasing the field every year to bury me in history and i will not be silent but more to the point with this tournament I just gotta tell you this. You look at a playing game and you say, Well, what are these two guys gonna do if they win? What are they gonna do in the tournament? Uh, need I bring up Andres Ace Cabrera and what he did in our Star Wars tournament. So, as difficult as it is for me to choose between my five dress shirts and my three sport coats, it's even more difficult to make that run, but either one of these players could be capable of doing it
1: yeah you know and you bring up andres cabrera and you can't leave out winston marshall inside of that because of what swag has done in uh, in in the tournament right and now you got another swag match here with frank bam bam Morant. frank was a guy who i thought people were sleeping on when you go back to see what frank did in his one team's match that he had um and then in the free-for-all a couple seasons back the guy was playing lights out. It, he was he was he stayed on the table longer than a lot, and I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that he wasn't drafted. Winston Marshall came in during free agency, picked him up, and stuck him in the tournament. Now, the managers have had a very, very difficult choice of choosing four competitors they wanted to go into battle. And none could be truer than the the dent now the den could have probably had four guaranteed spots if they put ben goddard in there they have rachel silvestrini in there uh paul and tom but they chose to go with the rookie unknown um the wizard james white they wanted to go with him and figure out why because he was drafted by robert Meyer Burnett in the second round of the draft and that was because Burnett had heard some really great things about him and there was there was there was this kind of lore about him in the families but he put a lot of pressure on him by picking him in the second round fast forward they trade the den trades um Brandon Hanna and gets this guy and then they put him in the tournament so marked is the pressure on James White here because he's such a high pick in the draft
2: Well, it's no slight to our lovely draft night award ceremony that that all is nice hubbub and hype and hoopla, but at the end of the day, Christian, it's not playing in a match. And so while Frank Moran was at home washing his tights during the ceremony, James White was there. He was hanging out at the bar. He was high-fiving people. He was excited. He was riding the Bullet Saddle Ranch, but now you actually have to show why you were drafted that high. So Frank Moran can come and steal a lot of that thunder. James White, look, I know he's a big Orioles fan, as am I. I would hope he fares better than our team has in the last eh, 90 years, but we don't know that because his competition, pretty darn stiff in a free agent pickup.
1: Yeah, and look, either one of these guys are going to have a tough uh, go around in the first round where they're going to play the winner of the Barbarian or Bibiani. Um, so, But that being said, either one of these guys could become the next big star. Tournament, the, These tournaments have built stars, and I'm excited to see it. And another person who was excited to see it was The Great Nerd Chronic. And he's going to show you exactly how we got to be here right now.
3: Hello? Oh, hello. Uh, Who who in there?
4: This looks right, yeah? Okay. Looks good. It's a good angle, right?
1: I'm back. There were some people that couldn't believe didn't get drafted. Couldn't believe it. This is another guy that I couldn't believe didn't get drafted. And I think it's also because of visibility.
5: This guy had a uh, a plan and a vision. Where are you going? Uh, I'm gonna go with swag. About a little swag,
4: you know what I'm
3: saying? Get a little, hey. Yeah.
4: Frank Moran. How you say? Moran. James White. Frank, walk me through this. Another fan
5: leaguer uh, is being selected in the second
6: round. You know, it's been a long time since January in the draft where I got picked in the second round.
5: If you weren't following the fan leagues, it was like the first time they ever heard
6: the name, and people were like, who? I was a number two pick with what felt like a weight of an entire faction on my shoulder, but I had two guardian angels.
3: Brandon Hanna has been traded. Brandon
5: Hanna
4: is leaving the den. He has been traded for James White. I stole those goods up and gave away some toxic waste in exchange.
3: The second-round pick. The James White is taking on a man named Bam Bam. Billy Wonka in the chocolate. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Oh, Frank and Lon really
5: he playing well here. Well. Nice little run in the 2018 free-for-all. I thought my time was over. But then just before the trade deadline hits, Winston calls me up and says, Buddy, you've got untapped potential. I've got a plan, and you are a big part of it. Uh, Winston, there was just a couple things that he said that really kind of Struck home to me. He clicked. It was like peanut butter and jelly.
4: Boom, boom, mm, mm.
6: yes. Frank Moran, he's no pushover. He knows his stuff. He's in the business. But I've got to play my game and come out of here with a victory.
4: People probably feel like he's got a lot to prove. Yeah, OK, that's fine. But there's a reason we call him the
6: wizard. You never know. Maybe we'll make some magic happen.
3: Good luck to uh, Mr. Watt, uh, because it looks like Bam Bam is going to have his way with you. Bam Bam. Mm-hmm. Wilma! <laughs> Jamesy, I'm going to let you borrow
4: my son's wand from Ollivander's, where John Rope used to work. Loranius, Defeatius, you know, something like that.
5: I've got to get my spot in that singles tournament, but the only way to do that is to win this play-in match. So, James White, much love to you, buddy. But Bam Bam is here to make sure you get knocked out, and that slot is mine.
1: Look, and it's the same story, Mark. It's the fact that, to, to no fault of his own, James White got plucked out of obscurity and and then all this big spotlight was put on him. And then, in the second round, out of all the picks, he was picked in the second round. That is a lot of pressure. Now, it's not, maybe it's not fair pressure, but it is. It's quite because now the fans are like, why was he picked so high? How good is this guy? And then Frank Moran is coming in, maybe with nothing to lose, because, like I said, there's only a few people who are even talking about him. But. Nonetheless, we could see a great scrap here. this It's always about finding the next great star in the Schmodown, and we could be looking at two of the greats right now. We don't know.
2: And we already have great stars that we know are going to be on this show because of their managers. And, Christian, the role of a manager does change when you go to the singles league because you look at what you can do in Intergeekdom and it's a very specific set of movies that you're going to be studying with this. This is this could be any movie, including maybe an Intergeekdom movie, ever made. And so it's a wide breadth. How have these guys been preparing? Are they ready for the white-hot spotlight in addition to all the knowledge they're going to have to display? It's a whole lot of questions, and I just hope we get an answer possibly with an exclamation
1: point well we're probably going to get answers for sure in just a little bit here because someone who's been a front runner for already in this in this early season for manager of the year the way that the fans have just flocked to him and seen what he's done with all his players is the manager of swag winston marshall as we also bring in i think you can call her everybody's arch nemesis grace hancock and kate the den mother mulligan
4: just wipe yourself and grab a Popsicle.
1: The Den Mother drip, drip. Grace hand oh, Lion King. Uh, look, right, guys. guys, this is a, this, uh, even though we're dealing with two virtual unknowns here, this is a big match. I'm going to start with Grace. Grace, we always know that you have your hands in, in, in everything. You always have some. The second you, you join this this league. How much were you involved with getting rid of Brandon Hannah and getting James White and seeing what this kid can do?
0: Well, first of all, when you say Brandon Hannah, Brendan Han, I'm like, who? It's like, I have to remember. I can't really remember much about that, but here's what I will say. I'm thrilled to have a wizard on the team, and I'm also thrilled to finally be working with a woman who has my back, unlike a lot of the other people that I've worked with in this show, and having Kate in charge of things when I'm being seriously in the background has given me a peace of mind I have never experienced doing this, so I'm thrilled
1: you I, listen you just deemed it yourself and i don't know how i'm mad at myself that i'd ever called you cersei lannister it's so perfect uh so Thank you. you're welcome den mother you let's talk a little bit more about this james white thing there yeah. Yeah, i see you in the chat room you said there's there's no pressure we're having fun uh I, I don't know how true that is i think there's a lot of pressure here and i think you know how much pressure hey christian
4: but, uh, just saying it says private chat
2: <laughs> but
4: it says private does it say Christian, read this out loud? No.
2: Fair enough.
1: Um, Kate, how are you feeling about James White? What what's how I'll good? Tell
4: what, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll answer your question in the private chat, and you can read it. How, how, about that?
1: how good is James White? Give me an answer.
4: There's a wizard. Are you kidding me? I I tricked that whole scenario. I time like I didn't know who James White was. I knew who he was. I hang out with him the whole draft night. I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is a good trade. I'm really going to hate to lose Brandon Hanna for the best singles player to hit the league this year.
1: All right. So I guess he is pretty good. Mark?
2: Yeah. uh, Christian, I haven't seen anyone devour a cheeseburger that voraciously since Tony Stark got out of a cave in Afghanistan. So I'm going to move over to Winston Marshall now. Winston, when you look – at the landscape not only of where your faction is currently in the standings but you also look at the fact that not only are you managing somebody who doesn't really have a lot of experience you're also going against somebody who's inexperienced is it more personality based is it more relaxed is it more handle the pressure are you just giving him study tactics what is the play here from a managerial standpoint
3: sorry um I picked this up from Ace you gotta hydrate before you kick everybody's ass uh so uh First off, uh, spoiler alert, Cersei Lannister dies. Uh, second of all, Kate, be careful. Uh, I know that you are aging gracefully like a black lady, but that, those burgers will go straight to your heart. Trust me. Uh, third of all, I mean, the, the biggest thing that you want to do is, like, you look at somebody, you see their potential, you lean into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and uh, Frank instantly hit it off because he started telling me some of his favorite movies, and I was like, "Bruh, you're like uh, my brother from another mother. Just less melanin. I'm sorry. I've been running a lot. Like I got a dog now. Me and me and Sherry be running out here, just getting ready to, you know, just run over people. So, just little winded. Sorry.
1: All right. Look, this playing match. It's massive, as we know. Winston, before we, uh, before we let both, both you, all you guys here. Last question for all of you. Winston, you're now playing a little catch up with corruption and, and the the stock exchange big match to try to get into this tournament same with the den you guys are, are a little bit farther back now this hey. is, as far as singles and teams it is, it's it's you, you're certainly not out of it the, the heavy hitters that you have but is this is this a do or die situation here we'll start with a real quick grace do you do you think this is this is something you guys need or, or you got the ammo you can make it work regardless
0: yeah, I mean, I think this is very important, and I think that that's why Winston is sweating so much as he
4: should be. <laughs> yeah, I-, I know, I know, he's not sweating from cleaning his apartment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least I know how to decorate. What the hell is going on in that room? Uh, oh, first, just uh, where I uh, lock
4: my kids when they're bad. Oh, well,
3: well and that's exactly why you're going to lose. You can't be locking people up. You know what? We learned that 400 years ago. You don't do that. We wrote a whole law that you don't do that no more. Uh, that's oh. the first thing. Second thing. Uh, here's the thing. No, it's not do or die, and I told Frank that over and over again for a couple of reasons. The first is, I don't need my boy to have all this pressure. He's playing with house money. James White is in the second round. My boy Frank came in through the free agency, so I told him, come in here, have fun like the Swag Squad does, and then once he gets this dub, then we can have fun beating Bibbiani, and then we can just keep on rolling. But ain't no pressure, baby, just or or but the
1: barbarian that
3: match or the, hasn't or the barbarian, You're right. or the barbarian. spoiler it hasn't taped yet
1: we haven't we have not <laughs> <Yeah. taken.
3: laughs> that, i mean that's fair i just assume Bibiani's is going to win because you know i mean it's big yeah but we'll see
1: knows. either way that's the the match at hand thank you to both grace and the den mother we're going to put you in the waiting room at the moment here thank you so much and winston marshall manager of swag there they're ready they're, they're all, all of them have been very involved they've been ready they, they this is it means a lot uh, grace does not like to lose the has been one, one of those managers that has gotten very involved with her team and we know what Winston's done. So Mark, it's uh, it's going to be something.
2: Yeah. I just hope I can get through the rules of round number one before one of them issues a challenge because Christian oh, they're hot, they're ready. This is a play in match and they're treating it like the super bowl. And I got to say, I don't blame them because a lot could be riding on either one of these competitors. We don't know how far they can make it. We're about to find out.
1: All right. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Movie Trivia Shmoedown. Introducing first, representing Swag, making his SchmoDown singles debut, he is Frank bam bam Moran Frank bam bam Moran dude it is uh it's crazy to see it's it's good to see you back my man I, I I told you many times offline that I couldn't believe that you weren't drafted in that initial draft and and then I know you were courted by a couple of different uh managers in the offseason why swag and and are you happy with the decision obviously and what it has been working with Winston been like thus far
5: you know it's uh, the heart wants what the heart wants christian uh you know i winston came in all and man it uh it was just, it was clicked he said it himself we just clicked uh, i felt i felt loved i felt embraced uh, I, I felt i was kind of on the uh, on the outs from uh, the schmo town. so it was great to have a chance to have somebody see my potential and say come in here we coach you up get you out there and have you do great things
2: Yeah, you know, Frank, in the history of people who shared a similar nickname, you have Ray Boom Boom Mancini, a famous boxer who actually killed someone in the ring. You also have Bam Bam, the little tyke from the Flintstones. So it appears we're going to have some intellectual violence taking place here today. I see a library of what appears to be Blu-rays and steelbooks behind you. What has your preparation been like? Are you watching movies left and right or is it just, hey, I already know this stuff. I don't have to worry.
3: I would say
5: the combination thereof. I mean, you know, you want, you want to do some prep always because uh, you know, if you if you just rely on your base knowledge, you're going to get slow, you got to keep learning. Like everything else, you got to keep learning. So uh, I, I've been relying on my base knowledge, but then taking Winston's advice and uh, doing some watching to beef up in weak areas.
1: Uh, Frank, before we uh, bring in your opponent here, the question about your opponent, there's been a lot of hype on James White and obviously going second, uh, the first pick in the in the second round of the draft. Have you watched any of his matches? Do you do you know anything about him or are you just ready to, uh, to see what this kid brings like the rest of us?
5: I've watched a couple of his fan matches and uh, I admire his facial hair. You know, I've tried growing this thing out. You know, maybe trying to see if that was going to be something that was holding me back from the Shmuelon. People said that they needed to see me in facial hair. Thought I'd give that a look. It's not going well. I admire James for that. So, you know, win or lose, uh, yeah, I'm hoping just to pick up some uh, some grooming
1: tips.
2: I think this looks nice. That's, I I think look nice.
1: That's a nice beard. All right. Well, Bam, we're going to put you in. Uh, <laughs> will we'll put you in the waiting room here while we bring in the uh, the wizard. Hold on, one sec. And his opponent. Representing the Den, making his schmoedown debut, he is James the Wizard White. James the Wizard White, James, finally getting to be here, my man. I know that it's been a a struggle for you. Like a lot of people out here, you were scheduled. Some people know this, some people don't. You were scheduled for an in-studio match you flew out here. You were sleeping on couches because you were ready for your first match. It was taken away from you. Were you shocked when the Den uh, A traded for you and B put you in the tournament?
6: Um. Yeah, when, when the trading went down, yeah, it was definitely surprising, but I couldn't have asked for a better situation. Um, we all know that the burning drugs is a dumpster fire, and for, for Grace and for Kate to come and rescue me from that, it's just I have all the appreciation in the world. I cannot ask for a better situation to be in than to be in the Den.
2: So while your opponent's nickname is Bam Bam, you are the wizard and living on the legacy of the great Ozzy Smith. I know you're a big baseball fan. So if you had to compare your skill set in the movie trivia SmoDown to a famous Baltimore Oriole of years past, who would you compare yourself to and why?
6: Um, I'm going Cal. Cal's always been my guy. Cal Ripken Jr., you know, he was just always there, work ethic. He's going to give you what he's got every single day. He doesn't take any days off, literally. 2,632 straight days. So that's what I'm putting into this. I'm watching movies every single day. I'm always trying to get better. That's All a point,
2: Christian. The kid, the kid got Cal's number right. That's a point.
1: All right, note to self, no Kevin Costner movies.
2: All right, so we will... Hey, what? the line.
1: What, what happened? So we're going to put you, line. I didn't know anything. All right, we're going to put you in the... I'll oh, actually bring back your... Uh, your opponent here, Mr. Bam Bam, and there's James White. All right, gentlemen, you are in the room. And now we start rules round number one. Mark, how's it go?
2: Round number one of the movie trivia showdown. This is the singles league tournament And it's the play-in game. And so in round number one, you're going to have eight questions from eight different corners of movie, trivia, schmodown, know-how. Each question is worth one point. There is no penalty for missing a question. There is no stealing, at least not in round number one. Wink, wink. As soon as we ask you the question, you have about 15 seconds to write down your best attempt at an answer with whatever utensil you have on whatever whiteboard surface you have provided for yourself. Once we ask you by name or nickname you're going to show what you wrote to the camera at the same time you verbalize your answer into the microphone i'll remind each competitor you have three usages of the jte rule throughout the duration of the three-round match named for famous Wisconsin cheesemaker JTE. If you're not sure you heard a question right, you want to buy yourself another 15 seconds to get that correct answer, use a JTE rule. You also each have one challenge to be used at any point by your managers at any point throughout the three-round contest. You may initiate the challenge, but it must be ratified and confirmed by your manager christian look at these game faces look at these spectacles look at these beards it's like they're looking into a mirror it's
1: important <laughs> the tournaments this year this is probably the most important tournament we've ever done and it's to find out who gets to play in the big dance all right gentlemen we start Don't with looking at a, uh, my reflection is much more handsome i will say that that's true james uh, yeah. are you ready uh yeah <laughs> let's do this. frank are you ready absolutely then let's get ready to schmodown Round number one, question number one. First question comes in the realm of action-adventure. Charlie Sheen plays Aramis in which 1993 Disney adventure film?
2: Uh, Christian, where were you in 1993? I think I know the answer. New York. You were walking out of the movie bushwhacked.
1: Oh, that was that was afterwards, but close. Five. Four. Three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down. We start with James.
6: The Three Musketeers.
1: That's it. Frank?
5: Ah, I, had a, I had a little line. It was a line right there. It was little nice.
1: A uh, little there line. There you go. Set, but, uh, but close enough. Yeah, right. sure. Yeah. So
2: it was a sword, right? The
1: next question.
2: <laughs> all right. So we'll pick it up with your next category, and that is movies in the 1980s, the greatest decade of all time for any reason. Your question Who directed 1981's Time Bandits? You ever catch this one? K Dog.
1: Yeah, I'm uh a lot of people are not into doing a uh remake of this but a show would we could five four agreed three two one pens three. down pens no pens down pens <laughs> down hands up pens down hands up yeah yeah um and that's so we start with Frank uh Terry Gilliam? Yes. And James? He's not can pull. It didn't have it all right so guys just a reminder to you both after you're done writing we got to have your hands up like this the entire time that was not told to you beforehand and up. no uh all right question number three we're tied at one tied at one here we go dramas which actor plays cameron and tyler winklevoss in the social
2: network it's like that football drill you always see where it like they get their high knees and they gotta hit their helmet. I never understood the hitting the touching the head part of that, but I never played tackle football.
1: That's fair. Eh. Five, four, three, two. Could have been. One. Pens down, please, and we start with James.
6: Army Hammer.
1: Yes, Frank. Army Hammer. Two two. All right. Next question, Mark.
2: All right, move on to the category of new releases. Movies that are recently in the... I don't even know what (laughs) they... Anyway, who plays the villainous Dr. Eggman in the 2020 theatrical release, Sonic the Hedgehog? I guess we did get some mood. I don't know what we're doing with the Oscars this year, though. That's going to be...
1: That's going to be... I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they decide to do it.
2: Welcome to the Oscars, hosted by Christian and Martin on StreamYard. Four,
1: three... (laughs) Two, one. Pens down, please, Frank. Jim Carrey. Yes, and James.
6: Sadly, one of the last movies I saw in theaters. Jim Carrey.
1: Jim Carrey. There we go. Three, three. Next question. This is question uh, number five. Fantasy, sci-fi. Sylvester Stallone, Rob Schneider, Diane Lane, and Max von Sydow appear in which 1995
2: sci-fi film? Woo! That's a that's a golf foursome, ain't it? <laughs>
1: Uh, hey
6: (laughs) sly making copies
1: four three two one pens down please james
6: demolition man
1: that's incorrect frank judge dread that is correct Frank Moran goes up by one point here as we see a 4-3 to three lead by Bam Bam as we get into our next question.
2: That's right, and that is in the category of, oh, I've been waiting for this sound, comedies. <laughs> uh, Nerd Chronic can put that in and post, I hope. Your question, who plays Jenko, a slow-witted yet handsome cop in 2012's 21 Jump Street? Christian, I don't know about you. I love what the writers did with that last question because they were hoping somebody was just going to write dread and not just
1: yeah, uh, of course. And five, four, three, two, one pens down, please. And we start with Frank, uh, Channing Tatum. Yes. And James Channing Tatum. That's correct. Frank Moran keeps his one point lead here. As we get into our next question, which is horror slash thriller. Which 2018 film is a spin-off of the Conjuring franchise? Starts stars, stars Damien Bashur and Tassa Farmiga.
2: I like this I like that universe. I like I, I just want a new one of those.
1: It, I, I don't really like a lot of them, but I still strangely enough look forward to seeing them. Five, four, doesn't make sense. Three, no, it doesn't. Two, one, pens down, please, and James.
6: The curse of La Verona?
1: It's incorrect, Frank. <laughs> I, I La
6: Verona. There you uh, go.
1: Looking for the nun. The nun. Oh. The other one. Yes, the other there one. Alright. So so far, uh five four as we get to our last question. Number uh question number eight here. Final question around number one Mark.
2: That is correct. This is in the category of animated movies. They're drawn by hand or on a computer. And your question for one point. Christopher Lloyd voices the evil Rasputin. In what 1997 animated film? And uh, I will just—I could talk about the greatness of Christopher Lloyd all day. You have the four, Christian. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, no, I
2: oh. know you're having fun on Instagram. Oh. It, it, I wasn't asking for an impression. Five,
1: four, three, two, one. Pens down, please, Frank. Anastasia. That is correct, and. James. Didn't have it. Didn't have it. It's Frank Moran going up by two. Frank Moran goes up by two. We see ourselves 6-4 as we get into round number two. Here we go. Bringing in the, the den. And bam,
3: bam, 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 bam. Ow.
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) Nerd nerd Chronic shaking his head and this. He does not like to do beeps, but there he had to do one. All right. So, Mark, the managers have uh, unfortunately come in, and now it's time for you to uh, read the rules of round number two. Sorry. Unfortunately, Winston came in and cursed. All right. Next. (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> in round number two, uh, still no swearing, but we do encourage the eating of any sort of fast food item you may have at your ready. Round number two is going to feature four questions. How do we get those questions? Well, you, you're going to spin the wheel, the wheel of fate, doom, and ultimately justice. Once you settle on a category, that's where the four questions come from. Each question is worth two points. No penalty for missing a question, but remember when I winked in round number one, there is stealing available in round number two. So if you're not sure of the answer, might want to ask us for multiple choice. We'll give you four options, one of which is the correct answer. At that point, the value of the question goes down to a mere one point, but still better than getting it stolen. So Christian, back to you. These guys look focused. They're ready. They're battle-tested, at least in one round, and they're starting to sweat.
1: Yeah, we're going to drop out both Kate and James here at the moment because Frank and Winston. Winston, you got 60 seconds to discuss with Frank of whether or not he wants to spin first or second starting now.
3: First of all, I'd like to apologize to my mama for cousin. I was like I got hit with a chancla. That hurt a lot. So that's the first thing. Second of all, James. I mean, not James, Frank. I'm, wow. I am said James. You know why I said James? Because you're kicking James's butt. And that's <laughs> what I love about it. Frank, real talk, though, dude, you are killing it. Uh, there's a couple things to remember, first of all uh do not forget you have all your jts and you no know, going into round two do not forget multiple choice if you run up and you're not quite sure you did what hit that multiple choice and do the dang thing other than that man let's go out here and uh ta-ta, all do, right you, you want to go, go first, first?
1: you want to go first all right so we're going to go first and here's the wheel uh and here's the spin
2: all, all right. of these beautiful, is that an SNL wedge? I see there's
1: an SNL. <laughs> the prices this year from the writers that were working hard here. And we see hard you want to get 60 more seconds, 50 seconds here. If you want to keep it, spin again. Here's
3: the 60 now. I mean, it's up to you, brother. Uh, you know, we know what the stuff that we want to do, it's up to you about if you feel good about this. Uh, 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 that sounds like a no. Yeah, I think you should let's re- spin. let's, let's respin it.
1: Yeah, all right, here we go.
5: And Francis right. McDormand, I'm, I'm going to
3: weep openly. So we'll see. <laughs> and. No! No! <laughs> you do understand that you're not supposed to talk when the wheel's spinning because you literally manifest that forever. That's okay, man. That's okay.
1: All right, baby. All right. All right. Well, so Francis McDormand, it is. All right. Winston, going <laughs> to drop you out here, bring in James White back. So, all right, Frank, you're going to get. Five questions, excuse me, four questions in the realm of Francis McDormand, the great Francis McDormand. Here you go. First question, Frank, are you ready?
5: Yes, sir. All right.
1: Francis McDormand plays police chief Marge Gunderson in what film?
5: Uh, Fargo.
1: Correct. For two points. All right. Francis McDormand played Miss Clavel, a nun who teaches at a school for girls in which 90s family film? Uh, multiple choice. Is it A, A Little Princess? B, Madeline? C, Matilda? D, Harriet the Spy?
5: Uh, I will go with uh, Madeline.
1: That's correct for one point. All right. Which Batman actor plays Francis McDormand's son in the 2002 drama Laurel Canyon? Uh, multiple choices. Is it A, Christian Bale, B, Ben Affleck, C, Will Arnett, D, Robert Pattinson? Uh, Christian Bale. For one more point. And finally, Frances McDormand plays Elaine Miller, who's the mother of teenager William Miller in what 2000 drama film? Multiple choice. Is it A, Detroit Rock City? B. Rockstar. C. Almost Famous. D. Outside Providence. I'll go uh, Detroit Rock City. It's incorrect. The question here, James Francis McDormand plays Elaine Miller in the mother of, teen- of teenager William Miller in what 2000 drama film? Is A. Detroit Rock City. B. Rockstar. C. Almost Famous. D. Outside Providence. Almost Famous. For one point steal, mm. one point steal. James White gets himself a much needed point there. As we find ourselves ten five, Frank Moran having to go to multiple choice, yet still picking himself up a total of, five, uh, I believe, four points. So here is, we're going to drop you out here, Frank. Uh, bring in Kate. Kate, you got sixty seconds to talk to James, starting.
4: Let me tell you something. The first round has never meant anything ever, okay? We're good. The only thing the first round affects is your mental state. You're doing good. I'm proud of you. Those questions were hard. I got zero correct, so I'm glad you're playing instead of me. Let's do this, baby. Let's do this. This is where we make up the difference.
6: It's all good. I should have had two extra points in round one. We're good.
1: All right. Here's the the wheel. Here's the wheel, and it is ready to go. Here's the spin.
2: All right, look at uh, look at this thing go round and round. I like those Francis McDormand questions. I like those movies, as a matter of fact.
1: And comic book movies, comic book Wait, movies. Here's six I, seconds. The side starting now.
4: There, I mean, there's better things on the wheel. There's worse yeah. things on the wheel. So what you, what do you think?
6: I'm, I'm comfortable enough with it, but I think that there's some better things let's out there. Let's let's spin it again. Let's
4: all spin right. it, it again, baby. Let's do it.
1: Here it is.
2: Got it's, like, it's like I'm in Toys R Us and they just released all these new toys
1: Nora Ephron Alright, so Nora Ephron it is Great. and we're going to remove Kate here, we're going to bring uh, back Frank and James is here Alright, James you're going to get Mark's going to ask you four questions in the realm of Nora Ephron
2: Alright, a reminder to both James and Frank, uh, the entire duration of this round, just try to keep your hands where we can see them, just to make sure there's no tomfoolery going on with you 'er ne'er-do-wells. Your first question, James, for two points, in the world of Nora Ephron, which actress plays Meg Ryan's best friend Marie in the Nora Ephron-penned movie, When Harry Met Sally? Multiple choice. Is it A, Laura Dern, B, Prunella August, C, Carrie Fisher, or D, Caroline Blackiston? It's Carrie Fisher. The princess, she's here. That's one point. All right. We're now within four of the lead for James White. Your next question. In Nora Ephron movies, what actor plays Uncle Arthur in Bewitched?
1: Five, four, three, two.
2: Multiple on. choice. Multiple choice it is. Is it A. Will Farrell, B. Jason Schwartzman, C. Richard Kind, or D. Steve Carell? Richard Kind. That is incorrect. I'm going to give the options again for Frank Moran. What actor plays Uncle Arthur and Bewitched? Is it A. Will Farrell? C, B, Jason Schwartzman, C, Richard Kind, or D, Steve Carell? Uh, D, Steve Carell. That is a big one-point steal, Christian.
1: Yeah, he got his point back that he lost there in the previous steal, so we're going to get our next uh, question here, Mark, to, uh, to James.
2: Back to a five-point game. No threat of James tying the lead going into round number three, but he can still get four more points. So, James, for two points in the world of Nora Ephron, Nora Ephron directed which 1993 romantic film, which ends with a scene on the Empire State Building? Sleepless in Seattle. It's not King Kong. It is actually Sleepless in Seattle. That is two big points for James. Two big points. On to your last question. This can pull you to within a point of Bam Bam's lead going into round number three. Your question. Who plays Walter? Annie's fiancé in Sleepless in Seattle Greg Kinnear that is incorrect for a two point steal Frank Moran who plays Walter Annie's fiancé in Sleepless in Seattle Bill Pullman That's a huge steal. Bam Bam. That's why they call him Bam Bam.
1: Massive. He sees himself up now by five points going into round number three. Going to bring in. Yes. You know
3: who's happy about that? Sure he's happy. I heard you can't see her. Come on. Round number
1: three. Mark, how does it go?
2: Round number three. This is the round that will determine the match. lest we go to sudden death overtime. And what better way to kick off the tournament than that? But. We move to three numbers. These numbers are going to be determined by the competitors themselves. Any three numbers you like from one to 20, why do we need numbers? Well, because they correspond to a different corner of movie, trivia, showdown know-how. Your first number is your two-point question. Your second number is going to be your three-point question. That last number is going to correspond to your five-point question category because Frank Moran, Bam Bam, is in the lead by five, 13 to eight. He's going to give us his three preferred numbers from 1 to 21st, and then James will follow suit. So, Frank, from 1 to 20, what feels lucky?
5: Uh, I'll do 5, 10, and uh, 15. Let's go five, Let's go 10, by fives today.
1: 5, 10, 15 for Bam Bam and for James? Let's go 12,
6: 2, and 8.
1: 12, 2, and 8 for James. All right. Winston, start with you here. You got uh, 60 seconds to talk to uh, Frank starting out. Do-
3: dude first of all two massive steals well done dude Frank you are killing it there's a reason why they call you bam bam baby uh, second of all I, you know it's funny because when that Carrie Fisher answer came up I was like we practiced that I knew that answer I don't know anything so that's amazing uh, but going through same thing you have all your JTEs take a deep breath do not, do not rush yourself just do what you do best you've been killing it let's keep going man
1: alright thank you and then Kate you got 60 seconds starting now
4: James, I feel like you're getting shaken. Don't, don't let Winston and Short shake you. Okay, it's just a normal, it's just a normal thing. Okay, listen, it's you're doing great. Is this your first match? Sure, sure is. Don't even look at him right now, James. Just stay, stay focusing on me. Don't look at his legs. Don't look at his legs. Don't look at his legs. It's the, he's tempting us. Listen, buddy. I know, you know what you're just loosen up, loosen up. You got this. You got this. You got this. This is where the winner gets made right here. Round three. You got this. This is not an unbeatable lead. You look got this baby.
3: Look at that cap. You know, uh, you want to look at it. James. I,
4: just, I don't, um, don't get, don't get pulled into the trance. Right. <laughs>
3: <Both laughs> Let the
1: poor guys play the game. All right. James White is going to go first. He chose category number 12 and that is sports movies. Sports movies, James, for your two-pointer. Are you ready?
6: Yes,
1: sir. All right, here we go. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a championship boxer in this 2015 film. Southpaw. Correct for two points. He's within three. Within three points. So to tie the game here, James, your next question comes in the realm of Denzel Washington films. For your three-pointer. Here you go. What future two-time Academy Award nominee plays linebacker Alan Bosley in Schmodown favorite, Remember the Titans?
6: Ryan Gosling.
1: For three points, James White has tied the game and avoided the TKO. So now we bounce back to Frank Moran, who chose category number uh, five.
2: Yes, he did, Christian. He went five, 10, 15, just like dollar bills, except for 15, of course. And he has selected coming of age movies for his two point question to give him a possible two point lead. And so, Bam Bam, your question for the lead. In what 1973 George Lucas film can you find the stars Ron Howard, Harrison Ford, and Richard Dreyfus?
5: American Graffiti.
2: It's an all-time great. And now Bam Bam, who could be an all-time great one day, is back up by two. Christian Frank has made James have to answer this next question.
1: That's right. James White needs to hit his five in order to bounce it back to Frank Moran and give himself 18 points here should he hit this. James, you chose category number eight it's the world of animated the world of animated films here we go all right five point question james who voices sally jack's love interest in the nightmare before christmas Five, four, three, two, Repeat. one. All right, uh, you got it just in time. Who voices Sally, Jack's love interest, in The Nightmare Before Christmas? Five. Four. Three. That's you. Second one. Who voices Sally, Jack's love interest in The Nightmare Before Christmas? Five. Four. Three. Repeat. Last one. Who voices Sally? Jack's love interest in The
2: Nightmare Before Christmas? It all comes down to this, Christian.
1: Five, four, three,
6: two. Catherine O'Hara.
1: That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. James White, using all of his JTE rules, hits it. What a moment there by James White staying alive and pushes Frank to win the game. He's got to tie it here with his three-pointer. Big, big hit by James White there, Mark.
2: That's right, Christian. I mean, you talk about bottom of the ninth, two outs, full count, and now we might even have extra innings. Let's see how Frank Bam Bam Moran does when he's trailing in the match. been a while since that's been happening. Frank, you selected category number 10 for your three-point question, and that corresponds to the noble category of Oscar. These are Oscar movie questions. And for three points, to tie, James White. Your question. Jennifer Lawrence won an Oscar for Best Actress for *Silver Linings Playbook*. Name two of the other films she has been nominated for. Five, four,
5: three. Do uh,
1: question.
2: First one. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence won an Oscar for Best Actress for Silver Linings Playbook. Name two of the other films she has been nominated for.
1: Five. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Nothing. All right.
2: pull it. Couldn't have it. So now. Joy, Winter's Bone, American Hustle, any of those. Mm.
1: So now Frank Moran is in a place where he needs to hit his five. James White has avoided the TKO and positioned himself in a place to win the game. Should Frank Moran miss? However, if Frank hits the five pointer, then Frank will take the victory and play the winner of William Bibiani and the Barbarian. Mark, five pointer.
2: That's right, Christian. And if uh, Bam Bam wants to win, he's going to have to tackle the wild, wonderful, magical world of maybe it's open now, Disney for five points. And your question in the category of Disney films for the win Bam Bam, in 2009's The Princess and the Frog. What is the name of Tiana's restaurant at the end of the film?
1: Five, four, three, I repeat. Two. Second one.
2: All right. Your question in the world of Disney movies. In 2009's The Princess and the Frog. What is the name of Tiana's restaurant at the end of the film?
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Creole Kitchen. And your winner, James. The. What a comeback! What a comeback! Could be wow. of the year. Gotta put gotta put Frank in the waiting room at the moment. His Back in- yeah, sorry, Tiana's Palace. Tiana's Palace. Tiana's Palace was the answer. All right. Holy moly, did he ever work for this one? Kate, he uses all three JT yeah. rules, pulls yeah. Captain O'Hara from out of nowhere. Yeah. Did you yeah. think it was over?
4: Well, I'd just like to read a little bit from our private chat. Uh, I said JTE as many times as you need. You got this J. Oh, did you want to do that or should I? Okay, well, I guess I'll do it. Go ahead. Uh, There there was a part where you said you couldn't hear the wheel sound. You know, it's a lot of fun in the private chat. I'm proud of this kid. Listen, I think we probably our blood pressure wishes that it went uh, it went better sooner in the game. Okay, but I'll tell you what I am. I am proud of this guy. I am proud that he's part of the den. And I got to tell you, this was uh, this is this is one for the record books.
1: This was a big one. I mean, James, you I I could see it in your face. My man, you were beating yourself up in that first round. Second round, maybe you didn't go the way you wanted to. And you were on the verge of a TKO loss and you pulled that Catherine O'Hara using all three. Were you confident in the Catherine O'Hara pull at the end there?
6: Uh Catherine O'Hare came to mind immediately, but I know she also did another character in that movie, so I was just wanting to just keep thinking if I could pull anybody else. Was I misreading it? Um so I just used up everything that I had. That's why you save the JTs when when you need them. Um so I, I just made sure that I reiterated in my head over and over again. All right, I'm pretty sure it's her, I'm pretty sure it's her. I can't think of anybody else. And then when you said correct, it's just elation. Um I I performed really poorly in, in round one. That's that's a fact. Um, I don't know whether uh, I'm sure it was probably nerves, you know, playing my first match with, you know, you guys on screen and all that. It just kind of shook me a little bit and round two didn't go the way I wanted to with the wheel. But uh, to be able to to run through round three and uh, and pull this out and, you know, it just feels amazing, especially to get points for my faction.
2: Yeah, you know, James, we talked pre-show about our shared baseball fan. We had no idea it was going to come down to a dramatic Game 7 World Series type <laughs> moment. So when baseball players strike out, they get a couple innings to think about it, to stew on it, to emotionally recover. You don't get that luxury. So like you said, you had a pretty tough round number one and round number two. How were you able to, to get it all back together to have that performance we just witnessed in round three?
6: Uh, look, I mean, this, this tournament's do or die, and this match is do or die for my season if i don't win this match i don't get to play again and i'll be just you know another person that, that got drafted and you never really hear from them again so i didn't want that to happen so i had to you know collect myself and make sure that i i just trusted that i know what i'm doing um i i know movies you know i just didn't do as well as i should have in the first two rounds so i had to just trust myself and and get as many points as i possibly could one question at a time
1: James, Frank came to play. Obviously, he was, was trapping going back and forth with you. Did, did you. did you think it was over at any point, or did you, did you stick in there and say, no, I could win this?
6: Um, no, I can't ever think that it's over. Once you think it's over, it is over. Yeah. Um, so after round one, um, you know, I didn't get what I, what I needed to do in round two to, to get myself there, but I knew that I was within striking distance. Um, you know, he, he got a couple steals there that really hurt, but I knew I was only five points down. If I do my business, I make him do his.
1: Well, there's a lot of back and forth about James's nickname, but I think the wizard is appropriate because he needed magic here today to pull this one out, and he did it. So, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the match today, James the Wizard White of the Den. Congratulations to James, and congratulations to Den. We'll see you in the tournament, James.
6: Thank you, sir.
4: Thank All you, right. and also Mark. Uh, was it great to see your face uh, while uh, on someone else during a tournament? You know what I'm saying? They have the same face. Look it up. Bye.
1: Thank you, Kate. All right, now we're gonna bring in. I'm sure, Winston Marshall, Frank Moran, Bam Bam. You had it. It was at the. It was at the tip there. It just slipped away at the end there. Were you surprised at that Catherine O'Hara poll there, Frank?
5: It was. Uh, it was beautiful. I mean, you know, my my heart was racing at the end of it. I was like. Uh, I was tasting a chance of uh, to see what mushmosn uh, victory would be like. and uh, James came in and just clutched it out at the end. so it broke my heart.
1: winston, uh, look this is this is something that you know I could see it, it it felt it felt like those kind of days of of during the ace tournament where, oh we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. and the wizard pulls out that kind of that moment. Uh, were you pretty shocked
3: at the end there, Winston? I mean, Ace had the force and, you know, today James had the actual magic, I guess. I, I, you know, it was, it was painful for a couple of reasons. I take fault in first of all, you know, we f- are taping this at a much earlier time during the day, during the tournament, it's like three. So I'm already drinking. I wasn't drinking. I was drinking water. That's my fault. I take that L. Um, I also, just from the standpoint of like, I was sitting here and I was just like trying to will it. And I know how hard, you know, we've been working and stuff like that. And Frank played an incredible match, man. Like he was stealing points and and blowing through stuff and didn't get faltered. Uh, like didn't feel any faltering at all. And this is just rough. Like people pulled that five pointer out. Now, now I know how all the motherfuckers feel when Ace did that. Like you said, man, like, dang, Ace used to do that. Oh, oh man. Now I know how y'all feel. That's, that's rough.
2: Yeah, well, it's only the rule for managers. Announcers can drink whenever they <laughs> can please. Uh Frank, we, we, we talked about, you didn't think your beard was living up to what it could be. Your beard looks great, and your game looked really impressive as well. I got to ask you specifically about that round three, three-point question. You had another JTE rule, and it seemed like you wanted to save it in case the five-pointer gave you trouble, but were the Jennifer Lawrence movies, were they right there on the tip of your tongue? Uh, you know,
5: I could only... I was only thinking of one and I couldn't quite think of American hustle and I was struggling on the other two. So that's why I wanted to save the JTE for the 5 round 5.0 five question because I was just like, well, I got to have a little safety net on that one as well because I don't know what it's going to be.
1: Alright, well look, uh, Winston, this is an unfortunate loss here, obviously, because Frank played so well, and and yeah. you, just, you have a moment like that that people are going to be talking about for a while, what James White did there. It was just a phenomenal third-round performance by um, by James White, uh, who kind of fought, scrapped, and clawed exactly what he needed to do here to get the victory, but this... Well, I had a phenomenally bad third-round performance. Let's give credit to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens, but you will we'll see. <laughs> you see my <laughs> <our, you see laughs>
3: big Bam Bam, man? man? Absolutely.
1: That's what it is. He's got that flag, and we're going to see him back this no doubt about it from the way he performed here today but Winston you know that it does mean that to call it what it is that's one loss for swag here meaning that you only have uh three people left here in the tournament so how much pressure now goes on the shoulders of uh of of the rest of the squad
3: I mean I I said this a million times I told Frank and and he knows this there's no there was no pressure here because again Frank signed with us uh mid-season James was a second round pick this was there was a lot of pressure for that and again i give him credit he, he pulled it out the other three like you gotta understand they've been just clawing at the at the bit like just chomping at the bit to get at this i mean you want to see some delinquency they gonna be some delinquency you want to see some lightning in a bottle forget a bottle we're gonna blow the world up and you want to know what time it is it's prime time baby prime time
1: i'm talking about lightning a lightning liz miller you got uh you got uh, both Paul Oyama and um, and Lon Harris coming in. So swag, long, long from done here. But thank you again. And congratulations, Frank, for a hell of a match here. Uh, Bam Bam Moran, we'll see you uh, pretty soon. Thank you, guys. All right. So, Mark, great playing match. They both, I mean, they both look, this is the thing that I think that I know that we're going to see. This was just a playing match. This is what we're going to see there. Clawing for it, and and James even said it himself that he was doing it. He needed. He he was glad he got the win for his faction because the the pressure was on him. The pressure was the fact that he was a second round pick, and had he gone out on a TKO, he knows he would have heard it. If he was if he went out in general, you have to give him credit. I know some people are going to go, oh well, he didn't have the grade of a first round. How many players do you see stick in the pocket like that and come back and say, okay, I'm almost, I'm almost TKO'd, but comes back and wins the match. Not even sudden death wins it. You got to give the wizard credit on that
2: one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a baseball quote. It ain't over till it's over. And that's what we saw here today. And Christian, like you said, it's just a play in match. Holy crap. What a tournament we have in front of us. Once we settle on the 32 competitors that will ultimately be bracketed, we got a quick uh, 27 matches to look forward to. And if this is any harbinger of what's to come, Woo. Boy, buckle your seatbelts, have an airbag, by your computer because it's going to be a bumpy ride and it's going to get nutty.
1: Well, here's the standings as they are right now. The Den picking up a big two points with that win by someone they traded for, James White, doing exactly what they hoped he would do. And he may have not done it in the fashion they wanted to do it. Who cares? He got the win. He got the win, and it was a win indeed as he fights back and picks up those two points for the den. So here is the schedule at the moment. These are the matches that you're going to see coming up here. And don't forget about all of the big events we have on the upcoming Fridays. Join the Patreon today, patreon.com slash schmodown. If you join today at the $10 tier, you get all the pay-per-views. They just go right to you when we do them. Or you can, you can go and you can purchase them single you can go to the schmodownlive.com and you can get them today so mark i'm pretty excited about what's in store
2: i mean this is gonna be one of the greatest tournaments if not the greatest tournament we've ever done and i say that full well knowing what we've already had this season so uh we got dealt a big bucket of lemons with this year with this pandemic and the lemonade we're making pretty damn delicious so far partner
1: Uh, Agreed, my man. So look, you're going to see a lot of us. So make sure if you're just tuning into this for the first time, please subscribe to the Schmodown YouTube channel. You can also listen to this on audio. You can go to the Schmodown feed. And not only will you get the matches, you'll get Schmodown backstage hosted by Ben Bateman and John Rocha every Tuesday and the Schmodown rundown. Frank Janish and Brad Gilmore every Saturday morning on the Schmodown Down. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. So for the great Mark Ellis, I'm Christian Harloff. We'll see you next time.
0: Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX, that's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's knix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.